be with you. I better call Saul better than Breaking Bad. Go ahead. Well, Breaking Bad was really, really good until they killed off the main drug dealer. What was Spoiler alert. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Something weird about me in my friend group. I've always been the weirdo that talks about life 20 years in the future like it's tomorrow. Um, like, like, example, when I was in high school, I remember my senior year, I graduated in 2016, and we were watching the 73-9 Warriors take on the Cavs in the finals. One of the best finals ever, right? And I was the one guy in my friend group who was cheering for the Warriors because, and I remember saying this, and I got grief for this, I wanted one day to be able to tell my kids I saw the greatest NBA team ever. The Warriors team that went 73-9, unanimous MVP, won the finals. I wanted to be able to say that. And everyone else in my friend group was like, why the hell? What? what? I was like, yeah, sorry. I, I want to be able, I want to plant that flag one day to my children. Be like, I saw the greatest team ever. I'm always thinking about how I'll explain things to my kids one day. I hope my son or my daughter one day is really big into the NBA. Starts looking back throughout the years. And I, I want to come into my child's room one night to tuck them in. And they're sitting at their laptop and they're watching 2013 NBA Finals Game 6 highlights. Rebound, Bosh. Back out to Allen. His three-point, you know, the big Ray Allen shot against the Spurs. The trophy, it was out, Dad. Yeah, I know. Spurs were going to win in sixth until all of a sudden they weren't. I really hope my future child one day uh, gets to the 2022 chapter in NBA history. Okay, Chris Middleton gets hurt. Celtics, great defense. Suns went down. What happened there? I really hope they get to this chapter in NBA history and they ask, Dad, I know Andrew Wiggins was the disappointing number one pick, but how did Golden State manage to get him and the draft rights to Jonathan Kaminga? That seems, what happened? I'll be like, yeah, this one's a toughie. I I don't know how to explain this to you, but Minnesota took on D'Angelo Russell and gave up an unprotected first and a second. Doesn't make much sense now, does it? And that's how the Warriors were able to beat the Mavs, the team that I wanted to win, and go on to win the NBA Finals. I know. Timberwolves, <laughs> what are you going to do All right now? Go run along, play outside, son or daughter. I really hope to have that conversation one day because the stupid Timberwolves gave this to the Warriors. Now the Warriors can beat my Mavericks. My Bucks are already out. This playoff is just not unfolding the way I wanted. And I look forward to whining about it to my children one day down the road, I guess is the, the long and short of this. This is the Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> my name is Grant Bills. I do want to talk about the NBA playoffs tonight. But I want to talk a lot about the Packers, OTAs this week. I want to talk about the Brewers as well. They wrapped up uh, a real nice series win over the the Nationals. Who cares? We we looked at the Nationals roster on Friday. There were a bunch of guys you thought would be out of the league. Like, oh, LCD's Escobar is still playing? Where's he? He's in Washington. (laughs) Where else? Right? All of these guys who you thought weren't in baseball anymore, and they're playing for the Nationals. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into what we saw with the Brewers this weekend. Freddie Peralta is injured. Haven't seen an update from anybody today. I will keep checking and checking and checking. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly uh, when we're supposed to expect an update. I don't know. With the Bucks, there would not be an update. With the Brewers, we'll see. Uh, but that's really the one noteworthy thing to come out of the weekend with the Brewers. I do want to talk about the Brewers in the second half of the show. However, they have a pretty interesting week. The Padres... 
I thought tonight would be a really good opportunity to revisit a trade that the Brewers made with the Padres not that long ago, a trade that looked bad at the time and is looking better every day. So I want to revisit the Trent Grisham, Eric Lauer trade, Zach Davies in that one as well. We'll do that in the second half of the show. I want to talk about OTAs in about a half hour. 608-796-2558 is the number to text and call the show if you'd like to do so. You don't feel don't feel the need if you don't have anything to say. That's fine. Sometimes I think that's an issue. People call and they don't <laughs> they don't really have a game plan, right? Maybe we had a little bit of that on Friday. You there's two people. You know who you are. I'm talking to you, right? If you don't have something to say, that's fine. Kick back, enjoy the show. You can send me a text. You can tweet me at Wisco Grant. But if you have an argument, if you feel compelled to say something, you can give me a call as well. 608-796-2558. I want to start tonight with uh, with a really quick question. Right. Think about this with me for a sec. What's the new thing that gets you going? Right. What's the one thing that you can buy every once in a while? You always look forward to getting a new one. And when you get the new one home, you want to open it up and dig in and you just you have a little pep in your step. Right. You love going to the store to buy it or you love going online to order it. You get a boost. You get a kick in the pants. Maybe it's a new new record. You like buying music or a new video game. If you're a gamer, maybe you sh- you're into shoes. Oh, I, I got these off the sneaker drop. New pair of dunks. They're really sharp. And when I get them in the mail, you take them out, smell them. I love getting new shoes. Or maybe like uh, musical instruments, whatever it may be. Okay. For me, now there are things I like to buy, but for me, at least professionally, I love it when I have a new take. Right. When I have, I have something new and fresh to talk about. Oh, that gets me going. And I have a new take today. Eh, you know what? It's bigger than a take. I have a new theory. I have a new. I have a new lens through which to view sports, and I've really been enjoying it the last couple of days. Right? It's giving me life. It's giving me excitement. I'm a big personality guy now. Per- personality is huge for me. I think this started during the Packers season with Aaron Rodgers. We talked about the personality of your superstar, your leader. Those things matter, right? And I don't even necessarily mean it in a negative way with Aaron Rodgers. This is not me dumping on him, right? But when all this stuff was going on, it's like, man, now we got to talk about this thing and the other thing and this weird thing that happened, right? The personal life or the personality of your superstar or your leader, sometimes that matters. In fact, a lot of times I, I think it does. This is my new thing. I can't quit. I can't quit, right? Does a player have a strong personality? Do they have a, a little bit of an FU in their game, right? They're aggressive and they're not rattled. How, how's, the, how's the player's body language? That's important to me. How does this player interact with the refs, et cetera, et cetera? What, what, is, what is their demeanor over the course of a game? I've really been paying attention to this. And it all started with the Celtics, right? Watching the Eastern Conference Finals. The Western Conference Finals suck. Yeah, the Warriors are fun to watch, but I really like Luka. I was hoping the Mavs could make a run at this thing. I guess not. It started with the Celtics. And I tweeted this back on Saturday night. And I, I believe this fully. I tweeted, the Celtics are way better than the Heat, but they are whiny and soft and dramatic, and that's the reason they may mess around and lose this series, right? The Celtics have won every quarter of this postseason versus Miami, I think except two. The third quarter in game one and what quarter on Saturday night? The first quarter. Boston lost the first quarter and won or tied the rest of the quarter out the way. So Boston's only lost two quarters, and yet they're down two to one against the Miami Heat. The Celtics are better than the Heat. I had some people in my mentions, are you sure about that? I don't know. Yes, I'm very sure. Their personnel is better. They're deeper. They're better defensively. They have more offensive options. Miami had a closing lineup of Max Struess, P.J. Tucker, 
Um, just limited offensive players. And Jimmy Butler was out. And yet Miami is up two games to nothing. One of those games coming on Saturday night in Boston. This goes all the way back to the Bucks series in game five. And I know I'm not the only one who thinks this because I saw other people write it and tweet it. The Celtics let Milwaukee grind their way back into the game because every other possession, they were whining about a call that gave the Bucks a four on five or five on four, depending on how you want to look at it, right? They had an advantage, right? Or the Celtics would, would unfocus from the game to whine to the official, to try to sell a call, to do something that's not basketball. And Milwaukee was able to come back from 14 down in game five because they made some great plays and Drew Holiday was nuts and Giannis had shots, but also because the Celtics disengaged a little bit. Right, The Celtics are a little whiny, and they're a little soft, and they're a little dramatic, and they're losing a series right now they have no business losing. You know who's scaled back on his whining? You know who doesn't whine as much as they used to? Luka. Luka had another 40-point game the other night. Luka is a treat to watch, and he's led his team to the conference finals. Right, A place that Chris Paul's only been once. Right, Getting to the conference finals, because the Bucs have been there a few times the last couple of years, it seems like this trivial thing. It is not. Right, Chris Paul didn't get to the conference finals till he teamed up with James Harden, who's no playoff ace. Right, Luca's got his team in the Western Conference Finals because they beat the sixty-win Suns. Now Luca still works the refs; he'll still gesture to them; he'll still play the game, but it doesn't consume him like he used to. Right, he used to get consumed by arguing calls. He used to get consumed; it would take over everything else. Right, when he was on the floor, Luca's scaled back on his whining a little bit. You ever watch Tatum? Not just when he has the ball um, and, and not just when he's making or missing shots. Do you watch him in between plays? The minutia, I suppose, is the word, although it's a pretentious word, but I think it, it works in this situation. Do you ever watch Tatum in between plays and in between possessions? He's whining and jacking, and it's the facial expressions. It looks so sad, like he's a bit, like he just lost a family member. He doesn't look like a killer. He doesn't look aggressive. He doesn't look intimidating, Right? The drama and the, the theatrics of the game and the interactions with the ref, it consumes the Celtics to the point where it takes them away from the actual basketball game. And even though they're shooting better than Miami, and even though they're getting better shots than Miami, and even though they're, they've won almost every quarter, every quarter but two through three games, they're down two to one. And they're doing it to themselves. I have a couple of clips I want to play you for examples. And we're not just going to talk about the Celtics today. I want to apply this conversation to a couple of our teams. Uh, including the Packers and including the Brewers. This is Ime Udoka after Saturday night's game, which was the Celtics losing to the Heat. All they talked about was, you know, up in their physicality, being embarrassed at home, and that's what we spoke up about, not being caught off guard or complacent or content with getting a win at their place and understanding how they're going to guard guys, be physical, and we didn't match that from the start. It looked like we were, you know, kind of wilting to their pressure and started complaining to the refs and took us out of the game from the start, but disappointing to come out that flat in the conference final game. That's the coach. That's the co- coach. Coaches are like parents to me. For the, for the most part, like if my parents had their way, they would never, never say anything bad publicly about me. I think this is how you should parent. I've never been a parent, but this is what makes sense to me, right? You want to be really hard on your kid to their face, right? When you're at home, you want to tell your kid, hey, quit being lazy, right? Apply yourself more right? Stop doing this, do this better. And then when you're out in public and you're, you're talking to the parents, other parents and teachers, you say glowing things about your kid. Oh, you hard worker really applies himself. We're so proud of him. And then you get home and you're like, we're really proud of you, but can you get your ass in gear in math class a little bit? You know, you get what I'm trying to say? I think coaches are like parents in that 
the coach probably reams out the players in the locker room. But then when you go to the media, even Udoka doesn't want to say, well, they've been whining to the refs the whole game. He'll say that in the locker room. You don't always hear them say it at the podium. And this is cool that he's being honest, right? And that he's being open with the media. You don't hear it from coaches a ton. Jalen Brown, two clips from his presser I want to play for you. A Q&A. Why did the Celtics get off to such a slow start? They were down 39-18 at the end of the first quarter. What exactly happened those first 20 minutes? Uh, we started out flat. Seemed like we was looking around too much instead of playing the game. Oh, looking around. They were out of the game. They weren't focusing on basketball. Okay, another Q&A. Jalen Brown had a bunch of turnovers. Why is that? What can you do to be more secure with the ball? Just be stronger. Taking care of the basketball, but... Just being stronger, you know, driving. I'm going to keep being aggressive. I'm going to keep getting to the basket. I'm going to keep doing what I do, but be stronger when I get in there. Um, They let a lot of stuff go tonight, Um, um, especially when I feel like I drive and I get to the basket. I feel like it's two hands on me all the time. I don't ever get those hand-checking calls, but I don't make excuses. They let a lot of stuff go, he says. My brother You had more free throw attempts than anyone else in the game. In fact, Boston took 30 free throws. Miami only took 14. So even in a game where even Boston people who I listened to and read were saying, man, we got a lot of calls, right? We took a lot of free throws, helped us play our way back into this. Even Jalen Brown's at the desk like, yeah, well, I don't get the calls. Yeah, it's because you can't dribble. It's because refs don't want to give you these calls because you're dribbling off your toe. You don't have a great handle, right? But you're trying to play through that. You still got to the free throw line a bunch. And even after the game, you say, well, I don't get the calls. It's like, Jesus, you guys. Sometimes I think Grant Williams forgets he's playing basketball because he gets so tied up in everything else, it becomes professional wrestling to him. Right? Tatum and Smart both suffered season-ending injuries only to return to the game two minutes later. It's always drama. It's always theater. And this isn't me being a Petty Bucks fan. Right? I'm watching this series knowing that this series is taking place because Chris Middleton got hurt for the most part. Right, if Chris doesn't get hurt, the Bucks are probably playing in the series and we're watching a different reality. But I know that my guy got hurt to lead to the series. I want that injury to mean something, right? And Boston's going to blow it. Boston's going to blow their chance that they've been given up until this point, right? This stuff matters. Personality matters. The way a team behaves matters. The way they speak, the way they carry themselves, body language. This is Jalen Rose on ESPN this morning talking about Jason Tatum. Stop crying to the refs. I saw it at the beginning of the game. The one thing about being in the arena, you can see all access. And the one thing I saw early from Tatum, he was looking back for calls. And you got to play through the physicality, in particular in the playoffs, especially of the Miami Heat, who just got waxed on their home floor. And they came back with a level of physicality that needed to be matched. This stuff matters a lot. This is, this is important, right? Body language, the way you carry yourself, the way you interact with your competition, with your coaches, with the fans, with the officials, it all matters, right? Because Tatum and Giannis, Tatum's perfectly capable of going for 45 in a playoff game. He did it in game six. And so is Giannis. But you know what? I'm scared of Giannis because Giannis looks like he's going to rip you in half. Tatum, when he's not shooting and he's not dribbling, he's off to the side whining and complaining. And his body language and his facial expressions suck. And that matters, right? You know who never really whines? Giannis never really whines. Giannis came back from an 0-2 deficit twice last postseason. Because you stay engaged. You focus on the basketball. You stay locked in. You know who whines a ton and partakes a lot in BS, in drama and theatrics and 
just general basketball chicanery. You know who does that? Chris Paul. Chris Paul has blown five 2-0 leads in his career. And I'm not saying it's because he's whiny. I'm not saying it's because he's dramatic. But, hey, dude, maybe lock in a little bit. Just, just lock in a little bit, okay? Just focus on the basketball for a couple of games. Right? You know how I know when the Packers are cooked? When on third and 10, the best hope we have of picking up a first down is for Rodgers to throw a jump ball into double coverage to Devontae Adams and then immediately gesture to the ref looking for a call. That sucks. That body language sucks. And when I see that, I know my team is cooked. The Packers offense is cooked. I say all that to say this. Body language matters. The way you carry yourself, your facial expression, everything matters. Are you going to carry yourself like a killer who's intimidating and who is coming into your arena to rip you apart and take your heart and soul out? Or are you coming in like a whiny baby that's easily, easily rattled? Because I think a lot of these teams pick this up. And this isn't even about the Celtics, right? The, the Celtics are the example. You could apply this to the Brewers and the Packers, and we're going to do that. You can apply this to the Bucks, although we're pretty much done talking Bucks for the day. Um, you could apply this to any team. I think it's important. I think it really, really matters. So let's take a break. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, we got a call from our Celtics guy, Chris. And I missed the call, but he sent a text. Uh, and he wants to add in a little on this conversation. It's something we're going to talk more about. I want to revisit this conversation and bring in the Brewers and the Packers and some guys that I think of on our teams when you have the conversation of body language, demeanor, personality, right? How do you present yourself on the court or on the field, right? It's not just about who can run faster, jump higher, throw better, shoot better, dribble better, all those things. It's about how you carry yourself. Right. And watching the Celtics, I'm like, the Celtics are better than the sorry ass heat team. They're a lot. They're a lot better. All right. And I was arguing with some people on Twitter on Saturday when I brought this up. People were in my mentions at Wisco Grant. Like, are you sure about that? Are you sure the Celtics are better? Yeah, I'm 100 percent positive. They got the best player in the series. They got the best defender. They, they have more versatility. Boston's defensive versatility is unlike any team I've ever seen. The way in which, especially when Robert Williams isn't out there and they're playing Al Horford and maybe Grant Williams, like they're playing two smaller bigs, less traditional or, or, or new era bigs, they can switch one to five all the time. And against a team like Miami, Miami's half-court offense isn't great, so they want to get out and run. You can't get an advantage on Boston by getting out and running because they don't have to match up. They'll just grab the nearest guy. It doesn't matter. Al Horford will cover anyone one through five. Right, So you can't get an advantage on this Boston defense. Boston is really good, and they've won every quarter versus Miami except for two. The third quarter in game one and the first quarter on Saturday night. They're going to lose this series if they lose this series. Part of me still believes that Boston's still going to win. It's 2-1. They could still win in six, for God's sake. Right? Boston might lose this series because they can't keep it buttoned up. And I thought Chris, Chris Porter, our Celtics guy, was going to call in and, and and show me the light and yell at me, but actually he's agreeing. I'm, I'm going to read you this text. I'm teeing off in 20, so I can't call in. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. It says, couldn't agree more. Tatum makes me so frustrated because he can be a top player, but none of the greats other than maybe LeBron complain this much. Tiger Woods always said when he was mad on the course, he would start walking and pick a spot 10 yards in front of him. When he approached it, he would, uh, he would say every curse word and be pissed. But once past that point, it was over. Ooh, I like that, actually. I'm going to research into that. I wish Tatum could apply that to basketball. Here's the thing. There's a difference between 
working the refs and whining. LeBron, I'm with you, but LeBron is his own thing. He's on his own level. He does whine a lot, but he's good enough where I don't really think it affects him. Luka's a great example, right? Look at what Luka has done. For the first two years that Luka was in the league, he was, he was, uh, he was a child every time down the floor whine, yell, complain. It, it, he would, it would take him out of the basketball flow. It would take him out of the game completely. He would, he would become a side piece. He would become an end table while the next possession was going on because he would be whining to the officials trying to state his case. Now, Luca still works the refs on almost every play, but it's a very quick, for the most part, gesture. It's a quick, what the hell? It's a quick look, and he's, for the most part, right back into the play, right? Giannis will look at the refs. Giannis will look, he'll put his hands up, but it'll take, what, a second or two, and he's back down the floor, and it's flushed. You can tell it's out of his mind. It doesn't stick with him, right? There's a difference for Tatum. There's a difference between working the refs and and getting so frustrated that it takes you out of your game, right? And that's the case with Tatum. And Chris, and not to make this a Celtics show, because we're going to move on and, and talk about some other things, but I, I think Tatum's situation also, it's a blessing and a curse because he's on a team of guys who are very much like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if the rest of the team were stone-faced killers, it maybe wouldn't matter as much. But on any given play, you have Tatum who loves to make a scene and Marcus Smart who loves to make a scene and Grant Williams who likes to make a scene and Jalen Brown who likes to make a scene. Jalen Brown, if Jalen Brown wants to get the respect of the whistle when he's driving into the rim, which by the way, he did the other night. He led the game in free throws despite complaining after the game then he needs to learn how to dribble a little bit better. That's what bothered me against the Bucks. is he would come crashing into the paint barely with a handle on the ball, and then he'd end up getting the call. And I'm like, well, make him handle the ball. Like, don't bail him out with it. Like, so what I'm saying is the Celtics top to bottom on this roster, maybe minus Al Horford. I don't know about Robert Williams. The volume is really not there to actually tell how much he complains when he doesn't get a call. All of these guys are complaining, right? And this, again, I don't mean to make this a Celtics show, I'm I'm pointing out a situation in which the better team in the series is losing because of all the other stuff. And with the Packers, right, the Packers, I believe, have been the better team for many of the games they've lost in the playoffs. I think they were better, certain, oh my God, laughably better than the 49ers this past January. I think they were better than the Bucs or just as good as the Bucs and they were at home in 2021. I think they were better than the Seahawks in 2014. I think they were better than the Giants in 2011, although we could talk about the, the disparity was so huge between offense and defense. Those two teams might have been tough to judge. But just off the top of my head, throughout the last decade, you can pick out instances of where the Packers were the better team. And you look at the game they lost and try to dissect it, try to figure it out, try to to um, to cut it open and, and look under the hood and, and see what went wrong. And I'm not saying that the Packers were the softer team or they got caught up in the dramatics or they got frustrated. That's not what I'm saying. But there's always a reason why a team loses. Sometimes it's because the team isn't as good. That's not the case in this series between the Celtics and the Heat. The Celtics are much better. And they're losing anyways. And I think it's because of the other stuff. And as we dissect previous Packers losses, and maybe we look at Brewers losses in the playoffs too, or even the Badgers, although college is a little bit different, Right? Who's to say that over the years we didn't have guys on our teams, whether it be football or baseball or basketball, that just mentally didn't stack up? This is why I love Giannis, and I would I would bet anything on Giannis all the time, always, because he's nuts. 
right? When you watch him on the court, stone face, always locked up. He's never frustrated. He's never flustered. And he looks like he's going to pick you up and rip you in half. Tatum is, he's not Giannis, but he's a physical monster. He's long. He's fast. He's strong. He can bully you in the paint. He can get a shot anytime he wants, right? He's a killer, but he doesn't carry himself like one. So he could hit the most badass shot ever against my team and rip my heart out in a crucial moment. But then on the other end of the floor, if he whines like a baby for two minutes and looks really soft, looks really bad, it kind of takes that uh, it takes that intimidation factor down a notch, right? So I, maybe this is something we can talk about with Aaron Rodgers. Like we need to be a little bit more of a killer. We need to act a little bit more intimidating. We need to carry ourselves differently. I, I don't know. I'm looking for anything here. Because the Brewers have lost series, in my opinion, they shouldn't. The Packers have lost a lot of games in the playoffs that they shouldn't have, right? So I'm just trying to look at it all. And this past weekend, as I've watched hoops, man, it's really clear. Some teams are wired the right way, and some teams aren't. And the Celtics need to figure it out, or they're going to end up and lose the series to what I believe to be a much inferior Miami team. Let's talk to Daniel, 608-796-2558. What's up, Daniel? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing swell. You want to talk about the loss. Everybody talks about the defense and and the offense, but every Mm -hmm. game you look back at it, we lost because of special teams. When you were against Tampa, it was not that play in the last first first half at the last second. They had a kickoff return, I think, four times, 45 yards, Mm -hmm. 50 yards, Mm -hmm. and they had short field. Our special teams has been our headache. And I told this to Bill Michaels' show, yeah. and he agrees with me for years. Every look at last year, we didn't lose. We were a better team for San Francisco, but our special teams killed us. The year four against Tampa Bay, special teams killed us. New York Giants, special teams killed us. We lost to Seattle because of special teams when that one, I can't remember who it was, he tried to catch the ball, and yeah. Jody Nelson had it in his hand. And then they gave it to him, we lost the game. Special teams has killed us, and that's why. And then people don't talk about it. Our Super Bowl win, our MVP was a special teams player, mm-hmm. and uh, Barb was the quarterback. And the one thing people don't understand, he was very bad. He, yeah, he was not the MVP. Far Far wasn't great in that game. So, so Daniel, to to connect this with what we're talking about, why are the Packers special teams? I mean, they're a joke. Right, they, they get to the point where we're mocking them halfway through the year. But these are professionals making a bunch of money with the best coaches in the world. So why is that? Right? Why why have the Packers created this this side of the ball where they're a joke? Right? They we mock them. What, how has that happened? Right? Why why have they? It's gotten to a level where we can't even take them seriously. Yeah. Do, do you? I mean, do you? Would you have an idea why? I mean, I don't. Is it the coach? I mean, is the coach like I remember talking about Sean Slocum in twenty fourteen and. Menenga and Zook, like, have have all the coaches been so bad where we can't take them seriously? The players can't take them seriously. Why is that, Daniel? I I really can't understand either. Why you know people? It could be the coach. Could be the attitude. I mean, you ever been in sports? I don't know if you're sports entertained, but I've been in sports, and some people get swollen heads. Yeah, yeah, and then they don't want to listen to nobody. And uh, we used to have one of the best special teams players. I can't remember his name, but he was that really stocky guy. And he, I think he's in all-star wrestling now. Uh-huh. And that's all we need. We need a stud, someone to turn around and take it serious. Special teams is just as important 
is everything. It's just painting is basketball. Your bench, you always talk about points off the bench. You talk baseball, you always talk about the guy that comes off the bench makes a difference. The Brewers have been, you know, it'd be great to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. But they got a, they got a great team this year. Probably an unknown team. We swallow them up. And if they keep on going, I think the Brewers could be in the playoff and they just got to get that, keep the pitching going. This year we got hitting and pitching, which is unusual. Because remember for a while we had great <laughs> hitting, the Brewer Bombers, but mm-hmm. no pitching. Yeah, yeah. Harvey's ball bangers. I mean, it's gone all the way back to the 80s. They've had hitters, but we've been waiting for the pitching. Now we have hitting, of course, in the, or we have pitching and the hitting goes in the tank. No, I get what you mean. Right. But the pitching, but the hitting is coming around and we need to play small small ball, not just see if we get a home run to make everything great. It's play some small ball, you know, get around. That's what they're doing now. We're looking at the past Brewers, how many home runs you got. Well, now they're playing. You know, just playing the field and everybody's worried about it. I'm not. I'd rather start slow and strong. We've always started strong and ended slow. Yeah. Our hitting gets tired or something. So let's go the other way around. That's how I look at it. What do you think? No, I, I agree with you, Daniel. And I'm going to let you go. i got to take a break here in a minute or two. You have a good night, buddy. Um, and I appreciate the call. The thing that I'm struggling with the Brewers right now, and we're going to talk about the Brewers in an hour or so. I actually want to do the Packers when we come back. Is... And maybe this is a reality for a lot of teams in baseball. I'd have to I'd have to look at other teams' schedules. I just feel like I, I'm right here. I'm on the Brewers ESPN page, so I get like about 20 games at a glance. Okay, so three against the Pirates, three against the Cubs, three against the Reds, a couple against the Braves, and then the Reds, and then the Marlins, and then the National. All these teams suck. I mean, I, right now we're just killing time with the Brewers. So I don't know if it's about starting slow. And, and finishing fast or finishing, starting fast, finishing slow. I I don't know. Right now, the competition just, it's not anything worthwhile, Daniel. So I don't know. I, I think the idea of running out of gas on offense, I think that's a little bit of a myth. I don't, I don't know that it expends that much energy. Going up there and striking out versus hitting a home run, I, I don't know if the energy is, is that different. I don't know if you're going to get worn out. I got to take a break. Let's talk about the Packers coming up next. Uh, I want to... On a low-hanging fruit topic, I'll lay my cards on the table. This is not my best work, but it is a worthwhile conversation, a conversation we need to have. We'll have this conversation. Coming up next, it's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out. I'm going to talk Brewers in about an hour. I want to do some Packers stuff here. I feel like there's some things we need to talk about with OTAs starting this week. Let's just get that off the off the to-do list. We'll check that off. We'll move on. We can do some more NBA, some more Brewers stuff in the second hour of the show. Give me a call or a text, as did Daniel and Toma, 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant as well. You can tweet me or DM me or do whatever you want to do. But my handle is at Wisco Grant. You're on Twitter and Twitter is your thing. Uh, let's go to the phones before we do anything else, because I believe this is Daniel. Oh, yes. Uh, and anytime Aaron Rodgers comes up, 
uh, Daniel has a tendency to call in. First of all, I haven't said anything bad about anyone, Daniel. So don't 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 come at me yet. Just how are you? What's going on? Let's let's keep this real civil here. David, are you there? Looking for me? Oh yeah. Did I say Daniel on accident? By the way, I think I said Daniel. Did I call you Daniel? That's my bad. It's okay, no problem. But I, I'm just, I want to hear your take on the Packers and we can have a conversation. I'm very curious what you have to say about the Packers. Well, I was just going to bring up the fact that OTAs is this week. Uh, and I was going to ask okay. whether or not Aaron Rodgers should be there because this is not, is not a question of, of my own conception, David. I was at the uh, YMCA this morning and it's something they were debating on get up. And I thought, wow, that's really dumb. But then again, maybe that would make for content tonight, and maybe that would get people to call and text in and hear you have called. So it seems like on some level I was right. Well, I was just waiting for the bashing. Um, well, I'm not sure that I feel that strongly about it, to be honest. I'd like him to be there. I would like him to be at everything. You know what I mean? If you're the boss, if you're the guy in charge, you should be there. That tells everyone else that it's important. But you're not going to win or lose the Super Bowl in, in May. I'm not going to crush him for this now. No, we're in the same place. Okay. We're in the same place. Okay. And, you know, he's in the past, with, at least for some seasons. I know for a long time he always showed up for all this stuff. But, you know, in the last couple of years, he takes the time off. He refreshes. He does all those crazy things that he does to get himself ready. And then he shows up and, you know, he plays great. But, you know, of course... He's open to criticism, especially this year, because he's got a whole new set of receivers and seems like it would make sense for him to be there uh, at least some of the time or, you know, find find areas in his schedule where he can either throw to these guys or mm-hmm. even if he doesn't throw to these guys, he can talk to them about concepts. He's got a whole new group here. Well, but it's not going to matter anyway. It's not going to matter anyway. And the reason it's not going to matter mm-hmm. is that the first time since the 1960s, we are going to have a powerful defense. And let me just throw some names at you because you're too young to remember them. So it's pretty easy. Willie Woods, Herb Adderley, Ray Nitschke, Ooh. Dave Robinson, Willie Davis. Ooh. These guys are all Hall of Famers mm-hmm. who were there for, you know, the years from 1960 through about 1968. And it was the defense that carried him. Bart Starr was good. Bart Starr was clutch. But, you know, you don't have the big-name receivers. You had Jim Taylor, who was a good run, a really good running back. Great and you had Forrest Gregg, mm-hmm. who was a really good lineman. And you had Kramer, who was an above-average lineman. But most of, of their Hall of Famers, yeah. their Hall of Famers were – on the defensive side, and they not only got stops, but they also got turnovers, and that's the kind of defense we're going to have this year. So, fear not. I'm I'm glad that they're trying something different, that they're going all in on defense, because I, I think they've been trying to have it both ways, right? They want to have a defense that's just good enough while also having an offense that's just good enough. Well, no, let's go all in on defense and put some extra resources there and see if that looks different. Here's why I'm not going to get all that mad for Aaron Rodgers not being at OTAs, David, because I think, based on what he said, it's very important to him to connect with these wide receivers, and I think he is going to make it a responsibility of his to connect with them and help them work their way into the fold, and maybe that's not 
happening at OTAs. Maybe he invites them to his house out in California. Maybe he meets them a week early in Green Bay. I, I don't know. As long as he's doing that in some way, which I think he is because he's he's really seemed to bring that up every time he's talked, right? As long as he's doing that, I think we're okay, even if it's not at OTAs. It'd probably be easiest if it was OTAs, but that doesn't seem to be Aaron Rodgers' style. And he's got 17 weeks to figure it out. It's not going to be there the first two, three, four weeks. No. But then the one, the one thing I will say, and, you know, Gutekunst, I think, really deserves a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to improve our defense for years and years and years. But I think Gutekunst and the combination of bringing in, look, he brought in three free agents to help the defense. You remember this three, four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Smith Brothers and Amos. Amos. Yep. Yeah, and the combination of those guys plus, look, Stokes looks really good. And he picked out Jair Alexander when a lot of other teams passed on him. Mm-hmm. So Gutekunst, just as a talent evaluator, and now we'll see, because this year he's gone all in with these two First-round picks from Georgia, boy, you know, I, okay, it's not, it's not the Packers from the 1960s, but I will say this. Year after year, when we've looked at the Packers' defense, we've said, there's a hole in the defense. Yep, there's always you been know, a spot. This guy yeah. is not much of a defensive lineman. And, you know, we won't bring up Kevin King, but, you know, we can bring <laughs> up Kevin King. Yeah who is always a hole in the defense. Yeah, the interior and defensive line, if, if you're playing a lot of Lowry and Lancaster, yeah. or, or, you know, before they had Devondre Low Campbell. linebackers. Yep, yep, the linebackers, too. Low middle linebackers. Yep. And now, I don't see a hole in this defense. Okay, we got to worry about injuries. we got to worry about depth. But in terms of the starting 11, what else would you like to see? I guess I'd like to see someone to replace uh, the guy who went to Minnesota, Smith. Yeah, Zedarius, I'd like to have one more, mm-hmm. one more pass rusher. You could always use that. But other than that, they are pretty solid. They got three pretty good cornerbacks. Yeah. Safety, they could use another safety. But starting 11 is going to be tough. I think teams are going to have real difficulty scoring on this team. And, again, you're too young to remember. But, boy, watching, you know, watching – Guys like Adderley out there, um, it was tremendous. Do you know what position Adderley played in college? Was he a uh, was he a wide receiver in college that moved over? He was either a wide receiver. I thought he was a running back, oh, but one been. of the two. They converted him right away, and he became an all-pro cornerback. Doesn't happen anymore. Um, that was Sam Shields. They did that with Sam Shields, too, didn't they? They did it with Shields, who was a free agent, for God's sake. They, you know, he, they didn't even have to draft Sam Shields. So, yeah, we've had some, and, you know, he was terrific, and then, unfortunately, suffered serious injuries. Yeah. And they've had serious injuries yeah. to, to defensive backs, not just him. Well, and I, you know, I think... They had a, David and I, we got to wrap this up at some point. I think, I, I think, yeah. yeah, David, have an awesome night. I appreciate the call. Um, thank you. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk care. again. Yeah, you take care as well. Sorry to cut you off there. But I, I wanted to address something you said about the defense. I don't think they have a weakness on this defense. Defensive line now with Wyatt and Reed into the mix alongside Kenny Clark. I don't know that that's a weak spot. 
Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith on the edge, that's not a weak spot. Their linebackers now with Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker, that's not a weakness. They have three corners we really like. We have two safeties we really like. Now, I think they need more edge rusher depth. And maybe you said another corner or another safety, but I think they're going to play Quay Walker a lot of that star position, which means they don't need that third safety on the field instead of Henry Black or Chandon Sullivan. You talk about guys who've gone to the Vikings. Now you can use Quay Walker instead. So depth. Yes, of course, you could always use depth. It's a depth league. Um, But I, I don't know on its surface with the starters if there's a weakness. So the defense is typically ahead of the offense. Defense plays better out of the shoot. So if Aaron Rodgers who is not at OTAs, and if he doesn't show up to OTAs, you can do a little bit more learning and a little bit more evolution as the season gets going uh, when the defense hopefully carries the load a little bit because traditionally we've always seen defenses ahead of offense in the couple of, uh, in the weeks that start the season. Let's take a break. We'll talk more about this on the other side. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We are <laughs> talking about only the most pressing topics. I'm sure a topic and a question you haven't heard asked anywhere else. Uh, should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? OTAs running this week through Thursday. Rodgers is not there. I don't really care. I think in a perfect world, you're there. Right? When you come in on a Saturday to work, when your boss, let's say your boss sends out a company email on Wednesday says, hey, uh, it's required, it's mandatory, everybody is working on Saturday, we have some things we need to get done. You're like, ah, damn it. So you come into work on Saturday, and you see your boss isn't there. Do you say, hmm, that's fine, he probably doesn't need to be here for this, or do you think, wow, Mike sucks, he made us all come in, and he didn't even have the decency to come in at least for an hour and bring bagels or something, right? And I'm not saying that the players are resenting Aaron Rodgers for not being there, but it's nice when your leaders... When you're people who are in visible positions, positions that that are up front and forward facing, and, and he's one of the faces of the franchise, I like him to be there. Am I really that upset that he's not? No. I don't really care that much, but OTAs are this week, so we got to talk about it. Tim is in Sparta. Tim, what's going on? Well, Dave needs to turn his phone down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go off. Because even though I believe that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of the football that I have ever seen, and I saw everybody that he mentioned on that Green Bay Packer defense and dynasty because mm-hmm. I am that old. Um, if you are going to demand the world, you better show up when the rest of the world shows up. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the argument that I hear all the time is, well, you know, they're, these guys are just brand new. They're learning the, the, the uh the offense, they don't really don't know what's going on. They don't even know where the parking lot is, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Your first impression, your first working with somebody as, a, as an old trainer um, in business, the most important thing that you can do is show up when they show up, mm-hmm. be early, and set the tone. Yeah. Because then they, they will know exactly what your expectations are for you to come in sauntering lately, you know, later, I know he's got six weeks of training camp. I know he's got this and that and everything else. But if you want 
to let them know exactly what you expect out of them, you have to show up and tell them. Mm-hmm. You have to show up and go, okay, when I look at you this way, this is where you need to be. This is how the ball is going to come to you. This is what you need to learn how to catch. It, so, you know, as I said, he is the greatest thrower of the football I have ever seen. Dan Marino, I think, is second. Yeah, uh, yeah good comp. But if, if you're going to demand the world – you better show up when the rest of the world shows up. And and Tim, and and just to give you a heads up, we got about 60 more seconds to talk. I want to give you a yep. little bit more time. But I what it, what bothers me is he doesn't need to be there. I, I want him to want to be there. You know what I mean? It's not about whether he needs it. It's about whether it's kind of the right thing to do. And again, I'm not that mad, but it it's a nice gesture. I think it goes a long way, even if he doesn't need it. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just pointing out his failure. And this is a failure <laughs> that, that has gone through his, his entire career. In yeah. that, you know, especially the last, say, six years, he's yeah. been more and more and more about me and my stats as opposed to, and God, I, I hate to say this because I hate Tom Brady with every fiber of my being. I do too. Um, same spot. But he's the guy that everybody else judges quarterbacks against. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady is throwing balls to his new guys God. every day. I'm with you, Tim. And, it, and it's not even OTAs. Yeah. So, you show up. If if you show up, everything is all right. If you don't show up, what are you doing? Yeah. You sound like you sound like uh, somebody ringing the fire alarm, and there's no fire. Yeah. So so that's that's my rant for the day. I apologize <laughs> to Dave for for uh, raining on his parade, but you know that's just the way it is. Have a great day, Grant. And cribbage on. Yes. Yes, Tim. I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, David, this is why I like the show. We get lots of opinions. Again, I'm not going to yell about Rogers not being there. It'd be nice. All right. It's like the, the boss doesn't need to come in on Saturday when everyone else is working. But if he comes in for two hours, brings some bagels, goes a long way. I just want Aaron Rodgers to show up, show his face, maybe bring some bagels for everyone. That's it. Wisco Sports Show back in two minutes. <laughs> Where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Yeah, maybe we'll get a call from Eric tonight. Better call Saul is back. I think it's the midseason finale tonight. I think I angered Eric when I said maybe, maybe better call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Maybe. This is It was the same thing when Lord of the Rings came up a couple of weeks ago, and I, I said that for a three-hour movie, I was hoping for a little more meat on the bone, and then I became the guy who hates Lord of the Rings. Not the case. So maybe we'll talk about Better Call Saul tomorrow. Aaron in Janesville texts in, says, Tim is a first ballot Wisco Sports Show Hall of Fame after that rant. What a performance. Well done. That was a good call from Tim and Sparta today. Tim and David seem on a very similar level with their experience, the way they view things. David, I just think, has taken the responsibility as someone on this show that needs to calm us all down with Rodgers. I think David is okay with criticism of Rodgers to an extent, but sometimes he feels the need to step in and be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I can't hold my tongue any longer. So that's David's role. But yeah, I'm with Tim. 
I'm not really that mad that Rodgers isn't in OTAs. That's the question that I posed, by the way. Should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? 608-796-2558. I'm not really that mad about it. It'd be nice, though. I'm not going to lie. I just, I want my leader there. Right? If you have a long day at work, but you know your boss is in the office next to you grinding away, it makes it a lot easier. You feel like you're fighting for someone, for something. Right? Maybe there's really not a parallel to professional football. I don't know. It just couldn't hurt to have him there. And it's not like the Packers have been stacking Super Bowls for the last 10 years. So maybe let's ratchet up the effort a little bit. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I want to talk Brewers in about a half hour. Until then, uh, this Packers topic seems to have struck a chord. Let's talk about this. Should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? And if not, maybe how can he connect with these rookie wide receivers? I said he should have him out to his house in California. Have a little boys weekend, play Xbox, drink Kool-Aid, swim in the pool, invite me maybe also because that sounds really fun. I would do that by myself at the house. I just, I don't have a, I don't have a next gen console and I definitely don't have a pool and I don't really want to shop for Kool-Aid. I got to move in like a week so I don't want to load up the fridge. So again, invite me. That'd be great. That's my idea. I think that'd be a good way to bond. Uh, Maybe you have an idea as well. OTA's Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about all that. 608-796-2558. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello. 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 Yeah, I gotta. I gotta just. I had to call back. I had to dispute on that David. He said the defense from the sixties. Oh, this is what about Daniel. the defense in '93? Reggie White. Remember, we turned the corner when Reggie White came in here. We had all the great defense of '93. Started in '93 when Reggie White. I mean, we've had great defense in the past. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if that defense was on the level is what most people would probably it say. It was rated number one. Yeah, well, the Super Bowl some, when somebody's got to be number one every year. You know what I mean? I think that's what people would say is that the sixty. And I wasn't around to see either, so I'm not the person to judge this. You know what I mean? And then back in the '80s, we had great defense, but no offense. We had Lynn Dickey, Lynn Dickey that could not scramble, but we had James Lawson, Lynn Dickey. We've had great defenses in the past. Right now, we do have a great defense, and I think it's going to make a difference. But, you know, you don't know if it's going to be great. they got to work as a team. you got to yeah. be a team. We ain't been out there to find out if the rookies are going to start right away. Everybody's filling them in. But you know what? They might flop. There's a lot of people get drafted. They never make it in the pros. So don't take it for granted. And, yes, Rodgers should come in. Okay. I ain't going to say maybe not the whole time. But maybe come in for a couple hours. He's got the money flying in there. Throw a couple balls to him. Beat him up. You know, like you said, or bring him up to the house. He don't have to announce it. He don't have to get reporters. Do it on the side. He said he was going to do it. He made an announcement that he was going to connect with these receivers. We'll see if he keeps the word. I think Rodgers is a good quarterback and has the right attitude. But you got to admit, when you're old, you said the boss has to be there. Mm -hmm. I've been to many jobs. My bosses aren't there, but they're always available. But they're not out there. You know, the work, we're workers. The workers come first. We do all the hard work, and the bosses just clean up our mess. That's all it's doing. Yeah, I, and I'm with you, and I appreciate the callback, Daniel. That's Daniel and Thomas. Sorry, I didn't recognize your number. I, I mean, you're not wrong. He's got all the money. I, I weirdly think it would be worse. Like, if I was at OTAs and I was living in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers flew in on a private jet for an hour just to say hey and then left, I'd almost rather he just didn't come. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like dropping in. That's like dropping in in the middle of a school day. Remember when you were real young, you'd go to school. I remember when I was in elementary school and we would, uh, like, we'd be going on a family vacation or we'd be, you know, doing something. I get to leave early. Maybe it's for a doctor's appointment or whatever. You walk around school so smug. 
knowing that I got a note, I get to leave at 12.15, you, you losers have to be here after lunch, I'm going home. All right, I'm not coming back. I, I would almost rather, I would almost rather Aaron Rodgers doesn't come at all than to come for part of it. And I, I think there's a way that Aaron Rodgers can connect with all these guys without ever going to OTAs. Hey, text all of them, you know, every night. How, how'd it go today? How'd this go? Or call them later, you know, meet them some other time. It just, it just seems as though it would be the easiest thing to actually go, right? Instead of throwing a, a separate session to throw footballs and get to know them, just, just go to OTAs, right? That seems the easiest way to connect with these guys. But I, I don't doubt that Rodgers is, is making a point to, to contact these guys and, and to form a relationship with him because I've heard him say it multiple times. And as we are told constantly, Rodgers chooses his words carefully. He's so smart and doesn't say anything he doesn't mean or whatever. Let's talk to Jim and Madison, 608-796-2558. What's up, Jim? Welcome. Well, brother, I, I'm going to tune in on this. Even though I'm a Bears fan, if I had a quarterback like Rodgers mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and you're trying to build a team, I'll be just flat out honest with you. I've played sports. I couldn't stand the prima donnas. Mm-hmm. And is Rodgers a good quarterback? Yes. Is he a good leader? No. Um, it's, it's you know, I, I can't believe you guys are not upset about this. I mean, if you want, you know, people are talking about, well, we don't know if these guys are going to flop or whatever else. And why is this hind tail not out there trying to help to make sure not? I I. I don't understand all that, and I think it's what's ruining uh, a lot of some of the greats in football. If you're going to be great, you got to be a leader. And if you're going to be a leader, you got to do the same things you expect those on your team to do. Uh-huh. And if I were you guys, I would be mad. I, I really would. I mean, this is just a prima donna. What, do, what, what does he want to do, spend more time with Jake from State Farm? Yeah, I, that's, I, an, that's another thing. I mean, he's free. To, he's free to spend his time any way he wants. But this is the thing, Jim. Football is not football. Is such a small part of the year. That's why when any football players like, I want to retire to spend more time with my family. It's like, well, you have yeah. so much time with it. It's not baseball where you're on the road eighty nights a year, right? Or the NBA where you're on right. the road forty nights a year. You have plenty of time with football. He's got all the time in the world, and he's got no kids. He's got. No, what are you doing? What, what are you doing that you can't spend three days in Green Bay? I, I don't like Green Bay either, but. Three days and you're making all that money and you want to lead the team to a Super Bowl, it's not that much to ask. It shouldn't matter if it was in Cincinnati, which I don't like that either. But <laughs> all I'm saying is if you are a leader and you know you have guys that are going to have to step up, why in the world are you not trying to help them? Yeah. You know? I mean, if they're lifting weights, then be their first spotter. I don't care. you got to be somebody that's a leader. I'm sorry. Rodgers is a great quarterback he really is but what gets and it gets into his psyche too because if you notice he hardly ever ever claims anything he blames it on other people well buddy get to the camp help these people so they don't don't make the mistakes play football and so i'm a bears fan and i'm mad at this because this is just this is dookie get your butt out there you know, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm trying to, and well, maybe, Jimmy, you can help me with this. Should I be mad about this? Are you a Bears fan telling me that I should be upset? Because I I, I guess I, I didn't yeah. come into work today looking for reasons to be upset. But maybe if I should be upset about this, I can get upset about this. Well, think about it. You, you use the example. With my guys, if I expect them to do something, I'm doing it with them. If they don't know how to do it, I'm teaching them how to do it. I don't sit back there in my pompous little pillow... 
<laughs> and and go, well, I'll come in when I want to come in. You guys just put the work in there, and, and then I hope that you come up the snuff when I throw you the ball. Please. <sighs> yeah, you should be mad. And I'm surprised that – I'm really surprised Packers fans are not like, well, we're really not upset with them. Really? Come on. Well, and I think I think part right. of it, Jim, is we've we don't expect him to be at OTAs. We we just it's not something we expect is going to happen, right? Like if my if my brother went thirty years without getting me a birthday present, and then you know year thirty one, all of a sudden I get pissed about it. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm just used to not getting a birthday present from him. I just don't expect Rogers to be there. But then again, and, and maybe you agree with me, it's been 11, 12 years since they've been to the Super Bowl. If there was ever a time to go right. all hands on deck and try everything, this would be the year. So I, I see where you're coming from. Exactly. And and I'm telling you, my friend, Packers fans, you guys are great. I think Bears fans are great. But I'll tell you what, we're supposed to be the rod iron of, of the NFL football <clears throat> and league i i'm I, I get upset because i would have loved to play pro ball but you got to have people what do we say all the time oh guys have an influence in the locker room mm-hmm. they bring guys along i don't hear that from rogers and giving him some kool-aid and having them come and swim in a pool is not going to help them catch a pass and if you play now. the game oh. step up and, and and stop the prima donna stuff this is stupid Jim, this was an outstanding call, and I enjoyed this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to have to let you go, uh, but thank you so much for this. Bye. Bye, bye, Jim. And Jim, by the way, just know, so it's it's funny, like Jeff, Jeff's another guy um, who's a Bears fan who calls in. We have Jeff and lacrosse, and we have Jim and Madison, right? Like, I have it in my notes here. So Jim and Madison, it says Jim and Madison, parentheses, Bears fan, uh, close parentheses. So anytime Jim calls in, I you know we can get a different perspective. I expect a, a different voice, a different angle. I don't know that I have the energy. That's not an energy thing. I slept great last night. It's just I, I don't want to get mad about this. I'm going to get mad about so many things relating to our sports teams with the Brewers and with the Bucks and with the Packers. I just don't know that this should be one of them. And if you want to get upset and say that Rodgers should be there, all right, fine. I, I feel a little dirty even asking this question, right, because I, I stole this from get up. I saw Get Up on ESPN on the TV at the YMCA this morning. I'm like, oh, that'll kill a half hour. It could probably kill four hours, honestly, because this is so easy to talk about and everyone has an opinion. I, I just, I didn't expect him to be at OTAs, so I'm not going to get mad that he's not there. I take Rodgers at his word, and we heard him on the McAfee show the night of the draft. I'm really excited to work with whoever comes in to get with them, to connect with them, and I, I think he's going to do that. And if that doesn't take place at OTAs, hopefully it takes place in another way. Right? Whatever that looks like. Hector's in on Alaska. Hector, I was in on Alaska last night. I, I was hiking on an on a bluff that I've never been to. I was in your neck of the woods. Hector, are you there? We lost Hector. I told you. Oh, there you go. Can My you hear, apologies. You, oh, okay. <laughs> are you there now? I'm sorry I didn't hear you. Yeah, no, my I got a I got sharp cheekbones, so it, oh. if I don't put the phone to my ear fast enough, it'll mute it. Oh, where the mute button is. I see, but my a, a chi- hit it before everything. A chiseled complexion, yeah. though. You sound like a handsome guy. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to chime in about this Rogers thing, at, just with like an outside perspective, because of course I'm a Ravens fan, and yeah, Lamar better show up to everything because he needs to throw the ball this year. Um, which won't happen. I've been saying it for four seasons that Lamar will throw this year, but 
it doesn't look like they're going to, considering they made zero effort to get wide receivers. I mean, about as much as the Packers did. Um, but what does Rodgers need to be there for? His, he got paid to make plays on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the guys that are new to the system, they need to be there to learn the new system. Rodgers knows what he's doing. He's proven time and time again that he's at the top of a tier as far as quarterbacks go. The previous caller stated that he's not a good leader. That is very factual, and that's why <laughs> you really wouldn't expect him to be there. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like, he's the guy that you got to – He's that, like, boyfriend that needs to be reassured that, you know, mm-hmm. you're not cheating on Trust him. issues guy. Thing. He's trust issues guy. I trust issues. Yeah. Very, very much so, yeah. And so I I agree with that. You know, his leadership isn't there. It is what it is. But he knows what he's doing out there. You know what you're going to get. And if he feels like he should be there and get that extra headway before the season, then good on him. Would I put money on it? Absolutely not. But – I will say if Deshaun Watson is getting all his players together and he doesn't even know if he's going to play week one, then maybe Rodgers should, you know, do the shooting of a text thing, kind of get people together, that kind of thing. But I'm I'm not surprised that he doesn't have an interest in being – what does he need to? Um, You know? I'm, I'm not sure that he needs to be there. I want him to want to be there because it's just better for him to be there. Like, I don't know that he's needed, but I think his presence there and just being involved, meeting some new guys, boosting morale, right, building some rapport, some guys chemistry. Is what you're yeah, it, it's not for Rodgers. It's not for, and like, I think that's what gets lost on him, is it's not for you. I know you don't have to be there, but I think it would help the rest of the team if you would go anyways, and that's where I think the disconnect is for me. I hear you. That makes more sense, you know, because he, we already, like I said, you already know what you're getting with him, but... With the younger guy, because your wide receiver room is so new and fresh, it would make more sense for him to be there. However, comma, he might just be going off to do something with Shailene. You never know. Third time might be the charm. Yeah, I thought they might have broken up. Now I'm going to have to Google that and get myself updated. because oh, well, they did. I thought I had it figured out, and Again. now maybe I don't. But oh, great. Okay. Well, he, cool. he can throw the ball real good, you know. So <laughs> Great thrower of balls. Oh, my God. Might be might be worth a second shot. Although, I, I got to say, Shailene Woodley, Aaron Rodgers, less annoying celebrity couple. What I was realizing today on Twitter is that the Harry Styles fans, they just go after Olivia Wilde on Twitter. I didn't realize how toxic that was, too. I, in the grand scheme of things, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley drop in the bucket of annoying celebrity relationships, I will say. I, we should be more I thankful agree. and tolerant of them that. than we are. I mean, look at Johnny Depp Absolutely. and Amber. What's her name? Amber Heard? They're way worse. Amber Turd, yeah. <laughs> all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is if you poop on my side of the bed, it's over. We're not taking it to court or anything like that. We wouldn't last long enough because as soon as yeah. I saw it, it's done. We're not coming back from that. Yeah, I agree. That's that's something right. you don't return from. Thanks, Hector. Have an awesome night. Yeah, you too. That's Hector in on Alaska, who has sharp cheekbones, we've come to learn, uh, that will click mute on his phone. That's interesting. Let's take a break. We'll keep talking about this for about another 15 minutes, and then I have some Brewers things I want to get to. That's coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, according to Katie Wu of The Athletic, Cardinals stud reliever Alex Reyes, you know that guy? Yeah. 
uh, he probably is going to have season-ending surgery. And by probably, I mean he's going to have surgery that will probably end his season. Brewers have the Cardinals coming up this weekend. Something that I I can't ever get out of my head, and maybe it's just because I have this predisposition. I'm such a Craig Council fan to make everything pro Brewers and make everything pro the Brewers way. Do you ever notice that a lot of other contending teams, especially in the NL, are always shuffling their starters and their relievers, their good pitchers between injury and health? Look at the Mets, always back and forth. The Cardinals now with Flaherty. Now Reyes is going to get injured. The Brewers might really annoy you in the way they manage their guys, but knock on wood, and I know Freddie Peralta just went on the 15-day IL, they're healthy. Right, and they're available when they need to be available. Maybe we'll talk about that. We're going to do some Brewers stuff here in about 15 minutes. Right now, we're talking Aaron Rodgers and OTAs because this is just too easy to not talk about. Should Rodgers be at OTAs? Yes or no? Or don't you care? Either way, try to get fired up and have an opinion because that's the theme of the day. FedEx Fred is here, 608-796-2558. What's up, Fred? Personally, mm-hmm. I don't care if he shows up or not. <laughs> yeah, I get you. But I don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers complain halfway through the season that the wide receivers aren't running the right routes or aren't catching the balls that he's throwing and all the stuff that comes with when Aaron Rodgers, you know, starts complaining about wide receiver core. So I'm so, I'm, I'm going to be the positive guy here, Fred. You know what I think will help? And not to cut you off, I want you to keep going and, and have time to say whatever you're going to say. The last time the Packers had a bunch of rookie wide receivers was when McCarthy was here. And I think Matt LaFleur keeps things more simple. Like with McCarthy, what I, I was read it as a non-football guy was, we're going to spread out the offense and you guys go get open. You win your one-on-ones, you make it happen. And to me, that seems a lot harder to figure out as a, a youngster, as a rookie, rather than run this exact route at this time and it's going to be open. Maybe that helps. Maybe Matt LaFleur helps with the running of the correct routes and being in the right place. Maybe that helps this time around. Maybe. Maybe. But we all know what we... When you have rookies, rookies, the NFL is overwhelming for a lot of rookies their, their first year, except for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. which were two stellar athletes that just happened to pick up the NFL game yeah. like it was a twig. Now, Aaron Rodgers, here's another question. You, we've always heard Aaron Rodgers used to kind of call his own plays from old playbooks. Yep. And if, you, if he wants to keep doing that, the only person that's really going to understand that is Randall Cobb. So now you have three other wide receivers out there on the field going, what the heck is he calling? Yeah. He, we never we never learned this in, in the offseason. Where is this play coming from? So does Aaron Rodgers need to talk to these guys, maybe hang out with them? Yes. But he doesn't have to because nobody's forcing him to. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. It's Aaron Rodgers. He can do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can. Yeah, I understand. And I, yeah. and I understand that. I get that. He's not forced to be, hey, if I'm not getting paid to show up for something for work, I'm probably not going to come. But then again, I'm not the quarterback of my office place. I'm not him, right? He carries a lot of responsibility, I think. I don't wear the C on my chest at FedEx. Yeah, exactly. I'm not the captain of FedEx. <laughs> You're not the captain of WKTY Sports. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is one of the captains of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So even if... Like, would it hurt him just to show up for a day? Just a day. Like, you're there for one full day of OTAs, and you just throw passes to these new guys, introduce yourself, and then you can go. Like, 
Yeah. Would that be a hard compromise? It wouldn't be hard to me. To me, Fred, that that almost be worse because then you make all the effort to fly into Green Bay just for a day. You you went through all the work to come, but you couldn't you couldn't stay for the two extra days. To me, that that would almost be worse. But that that's just a me. That's a weird me thing. I think. I understand where he comes from on that one. That would kind of be like, well, I don't have to be here, so I'm just going to show up for a day. I'm going to make a and point to show up, but only to show up for a day. Weirdly, that's worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but then I think I think Packer fans then have to kind of bite the bullet if the first four games is kind of a a mess at the wide receiver slash quarterback position because these guys. Well, we've only had a couple of weeks of uh, of, of mini camp before they get to play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough, but you know, if you're a good team and you got a good leader, you should be able to work right on through it. Then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I almost weirdly don't want the Packers to have home field advantage. Is that weird? Is that messed up? I don't want them playing out in the cold. They they haven't shown that it's their thing. No, they need to go to a warm weather or a dome. That's where they will succeed. As the the I, I personally think the problem with Green Bay is Green Bay's better when they're an underdog. When yeah. people count them out, that's when they come. That's when they prove people wrong. And all when they when they get that home field advantage in that first round bye, they, they become lazy tacticals. Yeah. Well, you know, we're the number one team. You know, people got to come play us. You know, we get a week off while everybody else has to go play, and then next thing you know, they come out. Like snails and the other teams, like, well, we've already played two games or a game. I'm ready to go. Let's hit. Yeah. I, I think it's just easier when you're not the team with all the pressure on you. When you're the team that can sneak up on the other teams, I, I think it's I, I think that's a huge advantage, right? Especially because you want other defensive coordinators scheming for other teams, worried about other teams, and then you can sneak in the back door, right, and take everyone out. That's kind of what the Rams did last year, the Bucks two years ago. Remember the Bucks lost to the Bears two years ago, didn't they? So I, I Weirdly, I, I want the Packers to go through some struggles this year. That, that doesn't mean I want them to lose a bunch of games, but I want them to take their lumps in the regular season. Would it be bad for Green Bay to have a 10-7 and seven season or an 11-6? and Because 10-7, and seven, you're still going to win the NFC North. God, we're so privileged. Listen to what we're saying right now. Would it be better to go 10-6 and six than whatever, 11-2? and two, or I don't even, 11-2 is obviously not right. But think, we're going nuts as Packers fans. We're, con- we're convincing ourselves that a slightly worse record is better. Slightly worse record and you don't have home field advantage. So let's, you know, yeah. they, they seem to not be able to win at home in the playoffs. Let's try it on the road this well, year. Well, they can't win in California either, so we gotta cross, we got to cross that off. So if it's not <laughs> no Wisconsin, no California, then we should be good, right? Then it should be all be okay. You know what? Have it down in the, new, have it down in the Superdome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 18, have, it, have it in Dallas or in the Superdome. It's worked well before. Yes, it has. <laughs> All right, Fred, I think we solved all the world's problems for today. Have a good night, man. You too. That's that's FedEx Fred. Got a couple of really good texts here. Uh, a couple that are excellent. Uh, and, I, and I mean that. The mayor from New Glarus says, if I'm not mistaken, OTAs is organized team activities. It has team right in it. Wow. See, this is what I'm saying, right? It's not that Rogers needs to be there. It's not for him. It's for everyone else. He's part of the team. And not to go all psychoanalysis here, but I remember we did this a little bit last year. 
I, I weirdly, when we talked about Giannis, remember, and how he's from Greece and he grew up very poor and that kind of, I think, really shaped the way that he's wired, which shapes how he plays the sport. And that's obviously what we see. We watch him play basketball, but there's a lot going on in his mind and in his background that shapes the type of player he is. With Rodgers, I think the not having kids thing, I think it matters, right? Because as a mom or a dad, how many things do you go to that you don't need to go to? And yet you go anyways. You know what I mean? And it's not even going to watch little Jimmy's soccer game. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about you could find, you know what? Have a have a parent's friend bring little Jimmy home. Have Jimmy get a ride with grandma to this. But as a parent, you're just always present. Even when you don't need to be. Right? It's about setting time aside and spending time on something that isn't for you. That isn't about you. Right? And I think maybe Brady or Breeze, or some of these other quarterbacks who have families, right? It changes your outlook on life a little bit. I've heard broadcasters talk about this. I Colin Coward talked about this. I remember very distinctly listening to his podcast. I was in Menards. I couldn't find the Drano. It wasn't by the cleaning supplies. Why wouldn't it be by the cleaning supplies? That's not the point. But I, I spent like an extra 20 minutes in Menards. I was listening to Coward's podcast, and he was talking to Rosillo. And Rosillo doesn't have any kids. He doesn't have a family. And it, it changes your outlook on the world. It changes what you value. I think parents get, sometimes you need to spend time and energy on things that aren't for you, right? And OTAs, they're not for Aaron Rodgers, they're for everyone else, but I think it's a benefit of everyone else to have Rodgers there. Wild Bill texts in and says, does Tom Brady show up for OTAs? I don't know, but if he doesn't, he gets to still not because he wins in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott says, yes, the overpaid regular season champ, Diva, who owned the Bears, should earn his $50 million and show the heck up. Yeah, also, if you're getting $50 million, please come. Yeah, just please. I want him to want to come. That's how it should work. Uh, we'll wrap up this Packers conversation up after the break. I have some things I want to say about the Brewers, too, leading into the Padres series, which starts at 8.40 tonight. Let's go. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. Stick around. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're having an electric conversation on whether or not Aaron Rodgers should be at OTAs. I know. I was up all night thinking of this topic. I put hours into prepping for today's show. I do have some Brewers things to talk about. I guess if we don't get to it tonight, we don't get to it. I want to revisit the Eric Lauer, Trent Grisham, Zach Davies trade because the Brewers are playing the Padres. And that was a trade that seemed dead on arrival and then got worse. And now all of a sudden it looks like thievery for David Stearns, which is one of the cool parts of professional sports. It's how draft works. It's how trades work. Looks bad in the moment or it looks great in the moment. And then two or three years later, it can look completely differently. So maybe we get to that tonight. Maybe we don't. The Packers conversation has people fired up. So we might just end up sticking with that. Save the Brewers stuff for tomorrow. Ed is in Maguanago, 608-796-2558. What's up, Ed? Hey, how's it going? Oh, swell. Um, I had, yeah, right, right. I'm not too worked up about it. I mean, it's kind of typical annoying Rogers stuff. Like, yeah. Dude, you could you could do this and just I, I like your idea of just getting together. It doesn't even really have to be OTAs, but make some kind of connection that and all that does really is it shows your guys, especially the young guys, like you give a damn. You know, like 
hey, I'm here. Let's get to know each other a little bit. That, that's one thing. But I got I got a positive and I got a negative take on why he's not at OTAs. Okay. Give it to me. So the negative, I think, is also kind of typical Rodgers stuff. I think he's already decided who he's going to throw to this season, and it's one or two guys, and the rest of the guys will be lucky if they get, you know, 30 catches, yeah. a couple hundred yards in the season. And, you know, because he locks on to guys. And I don't know if that's Lazard. I don't know if it's Sammy Watkins. There's a lot of dudes to choose from. I don't know who that is. I was listening to John Kuhn, like, shortly after the draft. And he, he's like, Christian Watson's going to get 1,000 yards. And I laughed out loud. I'm like, no, he isn't. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, that'd be amazing. But I don't think he's Jamar Chase or um, what's his name? Jefferson, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think he's that, and um, maybe he gets like 600 yards, and I think that would be a great rookie season for him. Yeah, because I think, he's got so many other guys. Yeah, I think probably yeah, what it's going to look like he'll have some great games, and then he'll have games where he'll be invisible. That's typically how rookie wide receivers have always been, and we've had outliers the last couple of years. But even Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase had a month or two where he really didn't do anything. And then he exploded again late in the season, right? That's typically how rookies are. They'll have great games, and then they'll have games where they're invisible. It's consistency that comes with time. And that's what makes fantasy football, makes you want to just, you know, <laughs> shake your head. And yes. Drives you crazy, because that's what's going to happen. You're like, oh, man, he had, a, he had 200 yards, and the next week, like, he didn't get a, a ball thrown to him. Yeah. Um, and so I guess my, uh, my positive take is kind of along that line. It's like, my positive take is Rodgers is going to have this revelation that he can throw to six or seven different people in a game. <laughs> and yeah. he's going to do that consistently. And I'm laughing because I really don't think he's going to do it. He's, he's got the tools like these young guys. He, I think Amari Rodgers is going to have a good season. I'm, I I'm in that. So. Uh. I'm in that. I, you know, I'd like to see it. I think he's capable. Like my, my dad and everybody else, with Devontae Adams the first year or two with all those drop passes. Get rid of him. Send him out. He's garbage. I'm like, he's going to be good. Just be patient. And I, I'm not trying to put Amari Rodgers on that level, but I think it's similar in that he's starting to get some confidence and he'll be good. So that's my positive and negative. I think Rodgers is going to either lock in on one or two people or he's going he's gonna to see the light and throw it to everybody. Ed, I hope he spreads it around because I feel like when you get, a, let's say there's three minutes left in the second quarter of a game and they put the graphic on the screen that says Rodgers has completed a pass to eight different receiver. You're like, oh, OK, so it's one of those days where everything's clicked. That's a great sign when I see that on the screen. Right. That's yeah. a that's a great omen. If we get a lot of that this year, I think this offense is going to be just fine, even with losing Devontae Adams. Yeah, because he's going to lean on Aaron Jones for sure. He's going to have 250, 300 yards, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, you know, and Cobb, Cobb will be good for a couple of a couple of games. Really I think, Cobb. but he's just yeah. I love Cobb. He's awesome, but he ain't he ain't that young anymore. <laughs> no, and I mean, even when he was young, he wasn't powering an offense. He's one of the side pieces. So if Watson and Lazard and man, this team is just more fun. I can get more excited about this Packers team if I get excited about Amari Rogers. He's that guy where if he's good, yeah. ooh, that's that's new life. That's that's electricity. That's and you know energy. Whereas if I, if it's just Cobb right. and Lazard and a rookie, eh, it's a little bit less meat on that bone for me. No, if I get right, excited right. about Amari Rogers, and that's Watkins, good. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he's young and he, he's healthy. And that's the thing with Watkins is Watkins could be very reliable, but how healthy is he going to be? I had one question for you, though. Yeah. But I, I hadn't considered, you know, with Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry, and, and we don't know, you know, Landry's gone, but um, they were talking about Will Fuller, and I didn't even know. I just I was just reading about that he's available. Do you think, like, we can afford him, A, and is he healthy? Like, what he was suspended for PEDs, wasn't he? Yeah, two was games that last year or the year before? I think that was two years ago when the Packers could have traded for him and then they didn't. Um, and I don't remember who traded for him. Okay. Maybe he wasn't traded for at all. But he got suspended and then he was hurt. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the Packers, in a in a stubborn way, you can say if it's good or bad, are are fully convinced in what they need and what they don't need. And if they tell themselves that Will Fuller is not what they need, I don't know that the price or the availability yeah. or anything is going to matter because they have their minds made up. That's just my read on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think they've got so many guys right now that they're probably kind of in that boat. Like, they're going to stand pat. Yeah. I don't know if they need another decent guy. They could they could use a star. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if they need another guy. They. They already have Sammy Watkins, who I forget's on this team. Honestly, I forget he's there, to be completely honest. But he's yeah. new, so we haven't seen him play yet. I don't feel bad about it. All right, Ed, I'll let you go. I feel like I'm the one keeping you right, here. Thanks. Yeah, have an awesome night. That's Ed and McGuanago. Sometimes sometimes I keep callers, I think, longer than they want. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to keep going. We're not done here. Remember, you can uh, tweet me at Wisco Grant as well as texting and calling 608-796-2558. The Brewers tweaked the language on the Freddie Peralta injury. So at the very beginning of the show, they put out a tweet that said, Josh Hader been placed on the family medical emergency list. We hope everything's okay there. Uh, They recalled Trevor Kelly, Miguel Sanchez, and they outrighted Dylan File to Nashville. Freddie Peralta, it was originally a lat strain. Now it is a posterior shoulder strain. I don't know why that struggle. That's those words aren't that hard. Right posterior shoulder strain. Is that better or worse than a lat strain? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I know that will come as a shock to you. Eric is on I-90. Eric, what's going on? So I, I need to know what the take of the day is. I've been listening a little bit. Sounds like it's Sounds like it's Aaron Rodgers. Well, we're right? just we're we're trying to decide whether or not Aaron Rodgers needs to be at OTAs. Should he be there? Oh, I hope he doesn't go. Okay, why is that? Anything that will disadvantage the Packers, and I think that that will, and give an advantage, it won't give an advantage to the Vikings, but any disadvantage the Packers is by default an advantage to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So. That is why I'm happy he's not showing up. What do you think he gets out of being there? What does the team get? If Rodgers goes to OTAs, what advantage does that give them that they wouldn't have if he wasn't there? Like, How does that make the team better? How does that help the team, do you think? Well, uh, you know, we talked about leadership a lot in the past. And mm-hmm. What's the most important thing to being a leader? you got to be there. you got to be what present, you- right? You... The most important thing is you got to be out front. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're the lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the people got to follow you. And the people can't follow you if you're not there. That's a very good point. That's very wise, Eric. Do you, so you're an engineer, I know. Do you, do you have a, like a job site form and do you have someone who's always around and making sure everything's okay? Do you have a supervisor? How does that work? Who, who is Who is your leader? Or are you the leader? 
Um, I would say where I work, the engineering department are the leaders. Okay. Look at you. Because our owner is an engineer, and he's and he is, you know, he's yeah. taking that upon his department. Good. Because he wants things, you know, he's like our head coach, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if he wants things to go the way he wants them to, he wants his department to be the leaders in that because he can easily communicate to us and we can easily understand what he wants and we can execute the plan. Yeah, I, I feel like if you at work, you were starting a new project or you were you were taking on a new assignment, your boss would be there, right? I feel like this is much of the same. If the new season is starting, we're firing up with new players, OTAs, you would want the leader to be there at least for the for the start of that. And I feel like that's why Rogers should be there. I, I don't know. I'm not mad about it, though. I, I don't know. I... I don't expect him to go. I would like him to go, but I'm, I'm not going to get mad about it. That's been kind of the overarching theme today. Well, I think what you want from Aaron Rodgers, Grant, is you want an explanation. Don't you? Um, About why he's not there? No, you want an explanation of why he's kind of fudged things up here in the past two playoff games where they lost. That's, you want to sit down with him <sighs> in a room with a big light on him, and you want to say to him, you want to be like, I'm Grant Bills, help me understand why you didn't throw the ball to that guy who was wide open 20 yards down the field. That's what you want to say to him, right? I, well, you want him to I mean, I don't really care. I here's, here's the thing. I want him to, and maybe he does realize this, and maybe this is, I, I want the Packers to say, hey, we've been doing this for 12 years, it hasn't been working. We're going to take it up another notch, right? We're going to start bringing everyone in for OTAs. We're going to start doing this. I, I want I want there to be a sense of around Aaron Rodgers, we haven't been good enough, so we need to get better. And I don't know if skipping OTAs is going to get you better. It's not going to doom your season, but I it's, start, it's time to start going the extra mile. You know, OTAs is the extra mile. I, I feel like it's time. Let's go to OTAs, baby. I think you're right on that. You know, in every project that you're doing, you come to a point, you come to a snag. And let's just say that the Packers' inability to get over that hump is the snag. Yeah. So nothing you're doing is working, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because you're not getting over the snag. Nope. So you have nothing to lose now at this point by trying to have you come into OTA. I would agree. That's probably a step that you could take. Because you get to a point then any project where it's like nothing's working so we have nothing to lose anybody got a better idea right this yeah. is my crappy idea does anybody have a less crappy idea no i think we're on the same page i think our crappy ideas align today eric i appreciate the call i gotta go but it was nice to hear from you yeah bud talk to you later talk to you later and remember new episode of better call Saul on tonight i know we were talking about the up the other day so set your dvr it's on amc or you can watch live. I don't know what time it's on, but it's 7 or 8 or somewhere. It's not hard. It's not a TV guide. But tune in. We'll have to talk about it at some point this week, Eric. One final break. We can wrap up the Wisco Sports Show talking about Aaron Rodgers. Coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. segment of the Wisco Sports Show. Last couple minutes. My name is Grant Bills. Tweet me at Wisco Grant if you'd like. 
get home. We got more of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Hey, Celtics, you need to win this game, okay? Figure it out. I'm, I'm not letting the Heat go up 3-1. This needs to be a series. I need to be entertained. I'm getting nothing from the West. So, good. come on. Come on. You need to win tonight, Celtics. So, figure it out. It looks like Robert Williams is going to play. Maybe not Marcus Smart was the tweet that I think I saw from Woj. Let me double check to make sure I saw that right. There's more optimism that Boston's Robert Williams will return to the lineup than Marcus Smart in Game 4 versus Miami tonight. Sources tell ESPN. Oh, Woj has never been wrong about anything, so that's fine. <laughs> it's not Bob Nightingale. I'm sure it's correct. So, no Marcus Smart, but little Time Lord, little Robert Williams tonight. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to that. Brewers don't start until... 20 to 9. I want to start this new thing. As I get older, I really, really, really like watching the Brewers in bed. When they play late at night, I love taking my laptop in bed, propping up some pillows on the wall behind the the headboard, and just watching in bed like an old man. I love it. So I think at some point tonight, I'm going to post a picture of me watching in bed, all, all tucked in, and I'm going to use the hashtag Brewers in bed. Or, or bedtime brewers or, or something like that. Well, let's get it going. All right, let's get some pictures posted of people watching weirdly in bed. I think that would be very, very funny. Uh, so follow me on Twitter. Watch for that at Wisco Grant. I get a tweet here from Trevor. It says, what is your outlook on the lacrosse loggers this season? Want to hear it? Well, it's the anniversary season. So it's going to be an absolute blast. The beers are going to be cold. Uh, and they're going to have a good team as always. How's that, <laughs> How's that sound? That's uh, about, I, I, haven't, I haven't read the... I haven't read the program yet. I haven't read the, I don't know. They'll be, they'll be fine. It'll be fun. You get drunk at the ballpark. It's a great time. Thank you for the tweet, Trevor. Um, Badger tracks. This is maybe a good way to wrap up the show. Tweets in about Aaron Rodgers. says, how do we know Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing footballs to his wide receivers? Just not in the public. Like some of these media whores like Tom Brady or like some of these media whores like Tom Brady. Can I say that on the radio? Well, I did. So I guess it's fine. Um, that's a good point. I just have a hard time believing that Christian Watson, Romeo Dubes, Amari Rogers all got together with Aaron Rodgers and we didn't see anything about it on social media. No one posted a picture. No one posted anything. Packers fans are psychos on social media. Every little thing. Oh, my God. Everything. There's a, there's a special video for. There's a special emergency podcast about everything. If Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers posted an Instagram video working out together, there'd be a million podcasts about it, and there aren't. So that leads me to believe that it probably didn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't, but i feeling that it, it probably did not because we would have heard or saw something about it. Here's my final take. Here's my summary of what we did with Aaron Rodgers today. I didn't expect him to go to OTAs. Therefore, I'm not going to be upset that he's not at OTAs, right? I used the analogy earlier. If I went 30 years without ever getting a birthday present from my brother, year 31, I'm not going to lose my mind and yell at my brother and wonder where my present is. It's just you get to a certain expectation. I'm at the point where I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to go to OTAs. So I'm not going to get mad about it, okay? I wish he was there. I know he doesn't need to be there. That's not why. It's not for him. It's for everyone else. And I think that that's the hang-up. I think that's, that's it. And I weirdly think it might stem from not having kids. Because, and I said this about a half hour ago, when you have kids, your life changes. Right now, you are dedicating time and energy to things that aren't for you. 
They're for someone else. They're for your kids. They're for your significant other. They're for someone, not you, right? Roger doesn't have kids. I don't really know how he spends his free time. He spends his free time doing things he wants to do. If I did a cleanse that had me throwing up and, you know, other, you know, if I did a cleanse and I couldn't leave the bathroom for a week, my boss and my friends and my significant other would be like, are what are you doing? You can't do, you can't just go off the reservation for a week. So with Rogers, I, I think that's the sticking point. He might not need to be at OTAs, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be a benefit to have him there. It's not about him. So that's, I guess that's my sticking point. I wish he was there. I think the team would be better for having him there, even if it's not for him. That does it for me. That does it for the show. Brewers late tonight. Brewers in bed. Hashtag Brewers in bed. Let's get the pictures tweeted tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it at four. Talk to you then.